0: episode 11 Well, what am I saying? It's 12. It is 12, everybody. A lot to talk about. A lot to talk about here uh on episode 12 There's no more from, by the way, I don't know if you noticed it. It's pretender to contender. Made some tweaks. We made a, we made an executive decision, Chris and I I don't know. Somehow it was from upsetting you, or is it upsetting me? But I did like when you mentioned, can we get rid of the from? And I was like, because I was having trouble fitting it on. Look at, oh, I got to get rid of it. Look, it's still on the, look at that. It's still Let's on the Patreon. It. Look at, But look how quick I am, Chris. Boom. There it wow. is. Look now, at me. I don't fuck around. Link,
1: is that link going to match up now?
0: With what? Oh, did With I change Patreon it? Like... I think I did change it. I think I went into Patreon and changed it. Uh, probably because of the week I was having, <laughs> I had yeah. to change so many Whoa. things. Uh, as w- we're gonna get to it right here at the top, and um, if you were hoping for a lot of d- dirt to be dished and uh, me to come on and like burn major bridges, um. I apologize for saying that's not going to happen on on this episode. Um, thanks to being medicated, me I guess, uh, and 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 more mature as a fifty three year old man, as I'm going to uh, I'm going to fade. Cooler this music heads out. always
1: prevail, Joe.
0: Yep, I guess they do. I am going to I'm going uh, to take the higher road, and I, I you know, so Mike is no longer with me. Mike's no longer. Uh, the co-host. Uh I guess it's good that we took the from out. Now it's like it's like a whole new show, but it's like the same show. So uh a little
1: rebranding. A little rebranding. re-branding.
0: Oh what? New logo? New logo. Everybody liked your logo, by the way, Chris. Chris designs these logos. You could you've designed podcast logos in like twenty minutes. I'll be like, dude, I need a, a new logo, and then twenty <laughs> minutes later you send me one and I'll go it's pretty Sometimes fucking good.
1: I've been using templates for a while where I set up a couple and I do trial and error with certain podcasts that I'm doing and they don't always work out for that show. So sometimes I just be like, I like this concept. I'm just going to save it for, for when I need it. And then, you know, I don't want to make it seem like I'm this wizard, but I have the stuff already in place a lot of times. So that it helps.
0: Do you think in your, uh, in your tool chest of Chris Gucci skills, is that what your number one is? Is it, were you an artist growing up?
1: Hell no, dude! I can't even draw a stick figure. So you didn't
0: all. draw that. Like, where do you find? No, I have the... a, I have a good eye for it. And where do you, you know, find these my... great fonts and all that kind of stuff? That's the not fonts.
1: I the the fonts. It's all done on Canva. Canva.com. It's an Canva. App you can get on your phone. Canva. Um, it's a great. It's it's been the most beneficial. One of the most beneficial things that I've picked up in the last couple months. I just started using Canva. Maybe in. February. So that's the world we're in now. Everything can be done on
0: an app. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, you're, you're, you're old school. If you're not like, I can't believe how much shit I do for my social media and the podcast just on my, on my iPhone. I can't believe how many apps I have that I do things with. And then, and and it's amazing when you meet people that are kind of in the same career as you, and they're they're doing nothing. I'm like, how
1: how are you doing nothing? How is that? Yeah, how is that possible? Or there's people like me and you who we're both doing things, and you your approach is just largely different from mine. You know, I'm learning a lot about what we're doing now with the ecam, the premiering YouTube. We're gonna try all these new things out with my podcast, and it's interesting, like I said, because we we bounce things off of each other. You know, both bringing something to the table. And I think it's been working out great so far. I'm excited about the way things are going.
0: Yeah, Jimmy Palumbo told me, uh, (laughs) he gives you these, I guess they're like backhanded compliments. He goes, seems like they love you over there at Chop Sports. Like, almost like, they don't love me, but they love you. you
1: Exactly. I I get a text from Jimmy every day uh, talking about, what have you done for me today? I'm like, well, I don't know. I made 11 fucking graphics for you. I sent them out. Did you post them? That's the question. Did he? Like, I don't know. Did I? I don't Yeah. Know. <laughs> did he? That's yeah. what he says. I'll be like, Jimmy, did you post it? will be like, I don't know. I got to go check. I'm like, yeah, it was you who were supposed to post it. Well, that's, anyway,
0: that's basically, you know, I don't want to throw Mike Kunda under the bus at all. Cause he's a super great guy, super nice guy. Everybody that comes across him knows he's a great guy. Um, and that was it was just like a, you know, a similar to if you were married to somebody like what could make the marriage not work. And I remember hearing um, Chris Rock. It's funny because Mike Kunda had mentioned hating Chris Rock, like maybe on our third episodes, third episode. And that's when I started wondering if we weren't going to be right together. Literally that moment where I was like, you could not like to think he sucks is like like that's a big statement He's to like say about one of the greatest of comedians comedy. ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and to and and, and instead of <laughs> this is what was funny, instead of loving Chris Rock, he liked the three stooges. Now, I'm just like, how the fuck? Like, how like that you'd rather watch somebody up. fall down than someone who writes a really intelligent, well-crafted joke.
1: Everybody Hates Chris is arguably the best sitcom of all time. It's is it? There for I people. never
0: I've never yeah, really I, watched
1: it, it. I guess it was like I, I aged myself. Not that that's, but that was on. I guess you were a little older. You weren't really trying to watch a kid mm-hmm. show, but it's fucking great. Terry Crews is a dad. Right. Like Yeah, great I, show.
0: Like I'm someone like I'm not a George Carlin fan. But same. I'm smart enough to know he's amazing. Like he's great. Like I don't love all of his stuff, but there are some things where I listen to some old Carlin and I laugh. Like it's just like He's not my go to usually if I want to watch somebody from the really old days, like it'll be Rodney Dangerfield. It'll be um, Richard Pryor holds up for me. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of some of those other old greats. Like,
1: would you consider Robin Williams an old great? Yeah. stand-up.
0: Yeah. Kind of? Yes. Yes. Like the really, really, really early Robin Williams when he about, first about, came out.
1: How about Gallagher?
0: No, comedians <laughs> all hate Gallagher. You know that, right? Did you not know that?
1: I do. That's why I said it. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, I'm trying to think who who else would fall into that range for me of amazing comedian. Well, uh, Like Don Rickles is one where it's like, you know, they're just great. Um, what about so like
1: about Ray Romano?
0: I like Ray is Romano. He's too
1: young, but he's not Carlin old.
0: No, but he's not one of those Andrew like old, genius but comedians, but I like he makes me laugh. I, and I love him as an actor. He's amazing. Of course, Get Shorty. I, I never shut up about the television show Get Shorty that they redid um and on Amazon Prime. I watched all three episodes, three uh seasons and I can't wait for the fourth season. The show's incredible. See, now Ray I got, Romano's I'm going to write that down. It's amazing, dude. It's and one what of is the ba- on? my wife and I it's you can watch it on Amazon prime right now, all three seasons. Mm-hmm. It's Perfect. very, uh, violent, but funny mixed dude, I, together. I need,
1: I need a new show bad.
0: Oh, you'll love this. If you don't like it, we probably won't hang out. Um, well, you don't, but hang that's out our, way, but dude. that's our other podcast. Let's be friends. Yeah. Chris and I are figuring out if we could be friends or not. Um, well, since you're my, you're doing a podcast with me, we've probably got about a four month, uh, Shelf life and four then month we, window. Yeah, we, we won't talk ever again. So, uh, wh- what else did I want to say about having the no longer um, have Mike on the show? I mean, um like I said, I'm trying to I'm trying to part in a nice way. It was kind of funny because he he wrote me these he wrote me this text and he's like, let's just you know it's you know these people that do this it's like everything's cool. Let's just end it. uh, Let's just end as friends, and then they like shit on you. I'm like, what? what, what? That's not friendly. Well, I tried. Yeah. Why are you? Why are you saying? Tell me how you really feel. I had it happen with another one of my friends years ago. Um, He got pissed when I gave him some. I, I just. Sometimes I spew life advice to people that they don't want it, I think, because I went to therapies for so many years that, like, I will get therapeutic with friends if I think they're, like, making horrific choices in their lives. And I had this one me, friend yeah, who just did. Un, have you ever been unfriended? Yeah. You have?
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, with a, do you ever hear the term ghosted?
0: But, like, by a guy, like, just, like, where they said, dude, we can't be friends anymore, and you just... no,
1: no, no, I've just been, like, I've just stopped answering calls and texts and shit like that, but no one's ever actually broken up with me as a friend.
0: Oh, okay, I had that happen. And and it made me mad. He was like, dude, you know, I'll be cordial when I see you, but our friendship's over. And I was this close to writing a text back going... I'm not gonna be cordial because what yeah, the but fuck? I fucking knock you out. I was like, you just pissed <laughs> me off. Like, he, and then he like he did another one of those. Like, everything's good. I'll be cordial, but and then and then it, the butt was followed by you're on so many meds, you don't know what the fuck your brain's even thinking anymore. And blah 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 blah, and blah 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 blah. Your brain's marinating. Did it? Did you're not in a happy marriage? You just think you're in a happy marriage. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Easy. It's
1: How not about if- just i don't know i've never really been that personally involved in in someone else's personal life where i gave a fuck what their marriage was like or or etc it's just like if you're Mm -hmm. not happy well well. i think
0: he went there because i tried to give like
1: oh okay like
0: what i thought about like he was old i almost said he was he's like he's my age and he has never been in a lasting relationship ever and he, he would ask me every once in a while if he thought he was missing out on anything by not having kids ever in his lifetime. And I said, Yeah, I think you are. Yeah. I think it's one of the greatest things in life there is. Um, I got to be, you know, truthful to you. And I think you are. And I think you're also missing out by not letting any woman ever get really close to you because that's another amazing thing. But if you aren't willing, if you're very de- defensive, you're not going to let them close. And you're never gonna have felt that in your life either, and that just fucking set him off. He just fucking he got real. <laughs> he was like, "I yeah. don't need
1: a wife, and I don't need no friends." He was like, oh, "Fuck you!" you. He, he, yeah. he and then he just started laying me
0: out. People do this a lot when they end a relationship. They start telling you about how well other people don't like you either, and and the, he he did one of those. All the comedians don't like you with your fucking it's high like, horse. Damn, now I
1: need to now I need to go see my therapist again and get more meds because now no. I'm all fucked up.
0: I loved yeah. when I got to the point in therapy, which I don't go to my therapist anymore. It, did I tell you this? He, he actually said, you're good. Like I, I literally graduated from therapy, which I didn't think was possible. I thought they I always wanted like, your money.
1: I feel like that's a curb episode. Or, it or is. Or it could be it, I go to, I just, yeah, gra- actually, I graduated be. like, Oh, I'm good. We're good.
0: We're good. good. He's like, there's we were, we started running out of shit to talk about. Like there was nothing going wrong. And, um, uh, yeah. So uh, everybody's
1: gonna be blowing you up for your therapist now and be like, "Who is this guy?" Everybody's but, out here struggling. I, and I knew fixed.
0: I I did know I was at a good level with life when when I got mad at somebody, I was correct. Like it, when I when I first started therapy, I was in the wrong most of the time. And then I got mm-hmm. when I started to get better, when I did lay out somebody, they were deserving of it. And like I would feel it felt so good that, to know to know that you, you don't were, have you to never voice of reason. Yeah. And you don't have to never let lay anyone out, you know, which I told you before the podcast, like it would be really easy for me if yeah. I wanted to. I'm a stand up comedian. If I wanted to lay out my
1: yeah, you my old co on the table here, I'll I get, could. I'll, yeah.
0: I'll and honest. if he wanted to go on live somewhere and shit on me, he'd have seven hours, I'm sure It'd be very easy for him too. You know, um, I really like the way Mike and the Mad Dog parted. If you ever hear either one of them interviewed, they never shit, the, shit on the other guy.
1: They know but that you they know kind that there's of, a little bit of the animosity.
0: Yeah, there's but a they little. They really didn't get along. You can it. just tell. But they did it for a lot of years. I mean, Mike and I were together for four months. That's what shocked me because I knew that we weren't right to podcast together. But I didn't think we were wrong to be friends. But I guess. That's not gonna happen because yeah. it got you can't really mix weird. business
1: sometimes with with friendship. If you're being in a you know you're friends with somebody and then you're expecting them to hold their end up on the business side and they don't, you build the resentment in the business side of things. But it's impossible as a human to not let that carry over into yeah. your personal so, yeah, relationships. Now,
0: now you just reminded me that's why I had said Chris Rock earlier, and I forgot to go back to that because Chris Rock in that special that Mike didn't like has this amazing joke about um, why he shit on himself, which I really liked. He was really vulnerable in his last stand-up special and talked about how he ruined the marriage. He cheated. He was never giving any effort. That's what he said. He goes, it was was 90-10. He goes, a marriage has to be 50-50. So it was the same thing with the podcast. That was really the only thing that went wrong is it was a 90-10.
2: And I don't know at some point, and I'm not
0: like, one of these guys, and and this is where I think Mike did get mad at me, and this is my flaw. I'm not good at being honest and saying, "Hey, man, I'm doing everything." Like,
1: yeah, i You want to just
0: get out of this? You want to just stop doing
1: this? You lack assertiveness yeah. in that arena. Yeah, yeah I wait for them right.
0: to dump me. That's what happens. It's a really hard.
1: Like, it's a really hard um, position to be in for me as well, because when you're trying to analyze people, other people's creativity, and decide whether or not you're gonna put them on a network or you know do work for their their show sometimes it doesn't add up and it doesn't line up with what you're trying to do even if it might be good and these people are coming at you in a position of they think their stuff is really good and then you have to tell them in a nice way like oh it just doesn't work i'm not good with that yeah and that's i think a, that's that's what i pass off to my buddy dave <laughs> When <laughs> i think i'm not good with that
0: the pretender to contender is the way to go and and why we're talking about this right now. And that's what this show is to be a contender. Probably another great skill to have is to know how to, um, break relationships and how to end because it's a small world. Like the last, I know from being in comedy, like I did dumb shit when I was younger and I, I would shit, you know, what do they say? Don't shit where you eat. You know, yeah. that shit would come back to haunt, haunt me so many different times. From the even from the early days when I would go to open mics. The relationships I could have made with major players from the first open mics. The guy that was doing open mics with me was this the guy that comes to mind for me is this guy Adam McKay who went on to win an Oscar. He did open mic stand-ups with me and I didn't talk to him. I wasn't. I you know. I was like Did you just socially. Not like him? I just was like. Or you were I, just... I just didn't kind of like him. Yeah, like he was a little bit of one of those writer nerds. He was smart, and I and I felt like I'm dumb. You know, they made me. Those smart guys used to make me feel dumb, even though I realized later when I got older, you're not dumb. I just thought I I had this dumb persona because I had ADD growing up and I struggled at school and I, I wasn't really dumb, but I I especially. Those comedians that were like a little bit more alternative, he was one of them because he he only did stand-up for about a year and then he moved to Chicago to get into Second City. Then his first big job was he was the head writer for Saturday Night Live and then he goes on to do um, Funny or Die with Will Ferrell. So I'll give you an example. You You got an example of that?
1: that? Well, no, just that's the whole comedy thing in general – you see a lot of these guys i was doing a comedy open mic night at my old job where not i wasn't stand up i wasn't the stand-up comedian but we were putting on events and you would see the same people every time and none of them liked each other 90 <laughs> percent of them didn't get along mm-hmm. and the ones that were seemingly the most successful weren't really funny but they were the ones putting on the shows and they're the ones that are writing jokes for people they're the ones that are putting together you know trying to write pilots on the side It's not really about the stand-up comedy you have to do the other things too and that's what those the nerds get Where you were talking to me about um you know podcasting or putting or producing a podcast a rapper or a guy that makes the beats it's always the it's always the person that has the tools to to build it from the ground up that is the one that's successful in my experiences especially in this industry so far
0: right and that was the other thing that i did wrong and you guys can learn from this as a pretender to contender, I went into business to do a podcast with somebody, and I realized it fast, that already was doing what they wanted to do for a living, and they were really happy. I, I Mike said to you, had his tours. Yeah, he had his tours. He had his whole Rocky thing and getting phone calls or texting with Sylvester Stallone. Like He had his thing. He was only doing the podcast because he had some time off during Corona. That, that was it, the it's truth hard. of
1: it. I said this to you and in, in maybe our first conversation and I I don't know Mike at all. And from what I do know about him, he seems like a really nice guy. He's got mm-hmm. a, good, a good thing going on for himself. But what I said to you was it's, it's hard to to not build a resentment over time, mm-hmm. no matter how things are shaking out. If you're, if you feel like you're doing more. Yeah. That, that, that's you, what you the one thing, pet.
0: the one thing that upset him is he, cause he he said something to me that he was upset that I said in the podcast, I think we did. Last week, I said that I he wasn't hungry, and a couple of people took it the wrong way. So I could, I yeah. guess, I can see why he took it the wrong way. And I said, no, 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 I meant hungry about the podcast. I don't think he's not a hungry person.
1: The guy, there's nobody un- more hungry. In he's his. hungry
0: as yeah. shit when it comes to the Rocky world that he's created, and he's amazing at it. He's a super, you know. It would be like, it would be like if you tried to do a podcast. And how this would get you frustrating? Imagine if your co-host was somebody famous, right, who's got like a million followers, but they weren't mentioning the podcast anywhere on their followers. So you're like, like he I get me- pissed
1: off when I have people on my podcast and they don't share it. Yeah. So yeah, I could only he would, imagine he if would it mention was like a, it. He
0: would mention it, but it was like it wasn't a priority. That's it all. Wasn't I meant like by here's by the my hungry. podcast.
1: It's like oh yeah, and on the podcast, not
0: yeah. It was like oh yeah, podcast. you know. Whereas I'm like. Dude, and I get, I'm the guy that, like that caller last week who said that funny, why? Like when he, when we laughed, when he said why, doll. can you just tell me, He yeah, that porcelain guy like led us on that long trail and, and then he said why at the end, I mean, which is funny because I started thinking about it afterwards. I'm like, this guy's about to la- launch his third documentary full length about Joe Matarese and he's saying why to me. It's why fucking me? funny. Yeah. Right? Cuz I was like I I know you get like 100 he'll get he's gotten 180,000 views on one of the documentaries about me. But that still doesn't do what does that do for you? How does you better get 5 difference? million views. So there's a why there too. And I started realizing cuz you said um, you like comedians in cars, but also have you did you see the Seinfeld documentary comedian no. They did years ago. There's a great moment in it. The guy who owned the Comedy Cellar in New York City who passed away, this guy Manny, now his son runs the club. And I remember Manny in the Seinfeld documentary says, and it's like it, it's there's something on the screen and music playing. It's really poignant the way he puts it. He goes, all comedians have this – um Incessive is that? The, I hope that's the right word. It's Ince- it's probably not incessant. Incessant is that what it means? Like they need they have a strong will like and a a need. He said, and a need that, and a yeah. need in- to talk to strangers and to perform and to be liked by strangers. So if you have that, that's why you would do a podcast. Like my yeah. wife has said it to me, and I think we used it in a web series that we made called fixing Joe the the wife character says to me uh, you will always need to talk to strangers no matter what like I'm doing I'm doing uh construction work three days a week but I'm not stopping stand-up like I have a, I have my first stand-up show in a while tomorrow night it, at the comic strip in New York City but that that's why um but I again I want to I want to move I want to I want to move on said-
1: but But what you said about being wanting to be liked you know there's a i feel like there's a lot of you know tug and pull on that or where you want to be liked because that's the whole point Mm -hmm. but you to be able to even put yourself in the situation to be judged you have to almost not give a fuck what people think Mm -hmm. but then after you're done performing you you then have to all of a sudden care
0: because if nobody
1: liked it then what are you doing you get what i'm saying it's like a right you a have mind to, fuck for me
0: yeah you have to uh perfect it after the fact but while you're up you there to, you gotta not in give the beginning you gotta be like go. i
1: don't give a fuck what anybody says i don't give a fuck to hype yourself up and then the minute you're done you're like all you care about is what people think essentially that's that's what i that's the struggle that i have with this whole thing putting yourself out there yeah. you have to not care we've talked about the comfort zone i have a small comfort zone but my willingness to step outside my comfort zone i have to hype myself up i don't care i don't give a fuck what anybody says but the minute i hit post publish then i'm like oh i hope everybody likes it right. you know like you you care it's a constant right. well, yeah, you should you care. care you have to care and it's i mean i'll be
0: lying i mean one of the reasons i love doing the premiere thing where we put it on youtube and then it premieres and then there's a text chat going along with it And I go into the text chat every week. That's when I realized how much different I was than Mike, also, because he didn't go into the text chats. Um, I love that's my favorite part. That's to me, that's almost like, like if when I made, I remember when I made my web series and we had a big launch party and we had a screen at the comedy club that my manager owned and we screened it and we had, and like, I love that shit. Like, the, I love people watching shit that I made. So it's the same with a podcast. You know, I edited it, and I put it together, and now, boom, and people are writing what they think as it's going along, and I'm chiming in it's with it. It's exciting, the, and
1: it makes yeah. you look like a fucking genius multitasker, like you said the other day. Oh, yeah, think they think it's actually, live. They're like, it's not live. Did I just, oh, not did I just blow, your, like, nah, did I just not blow your cover? Yeah, yeah you it's blew not my live. cover, but I think it's funny
0: to blow my cover this week um so also to move on i mean your chop network i mean you would you would chop sports network you would be an interesting kind of interview for pretender to contender because you're you know at a new place with the network and uh, i'm still learning about it completely um how many how many owners are there
1: So we have me, myself and Dave, Dave Sturcio. He's actually in the office right now. That was the
0: guy who ducked his head in?
1: Yeah, he ducked his head in and said, hey. That's him in the
0: cartoon behind you with the beard?
1: Yeah, that's Dave
0: Mm -hmm. right here. Did you guys grow up Um, together?
1: No, we we worked together briefly, maybe about a decade ago at a bar. And he was, I was a bartender. He was uh, working the door. And we just both hung out at the same place all the time, both into sports. we were always friendly, never really f- um, great friends, and it was like more of a social media thing where I would post about a game, he would comment, and we just knew each other's, f- you know, fanhoods more so than we were friends. And then I started this Facebook group with the intention of putting out a podcast, and then uh, in turn turning that into a network. And we just connected over social media. He wrote me a message. He was like, "Look, what do you, what is this whole Chop Sports thing?" We talked. We agreed to partner up because he was already doing a podcast with, uh, Brett Ernst. About oh, I know Brett. Dallas, Dallas Cowboy fans who live in New Jersey. That's right. So it's he called Jersey Cowboys boys. Fan. They got, they got signed by SB nation is it's a good podcast. They still do. So, it? Yeah, they're doing it, um, but they're not the on Cowboys, your network. No, because this was something that was signed. <laughs> sucks. I know. Right. Um, <laughs> we got to wait that out, but it's good though. In a sense, you know, full disclosure, when you're starting out to be able to say, oh, you know dave is an owner but he's got a podcast on sb nation it was it was a nice selling point for for our side of things to like legitimize the brand very early because mm-hmm. sb nation is a pretty big when it comes to sports podcasting but um then we just this week to get back to your original question um we got an investor so we have two primary you know owners myself and dave and then uh sean basinger Dr. Sean Basinger, Health and Fitness Professionals. He was been a he's been a sponsor of ours since day one. Um, and he he met up with us on Wednesday and we went over everything. And now we have an investor. So we have some, some plans now to obviously expand. We got some editors coming on board to help out with these podcasts. And it's been a whirlwind up to this point. But now that things are settling in, we got a new studio, everything is on the up and up. So, so it's what, exciting! Time so when be. will
0: people start hearing commercials slid into the pretender to contender episodes?
1: On audio already now they're like on the there? La- if you episode eleven yeah there's definitely commercials really so
0: yeah and, um oh because we're on the capacity or uh, what's it called captivate captivate but they'll hear it everywhere the commercials not just on Captivate. Yes. i to wherever they listen to the podcast iTunes, by the way yeah. everybody i don't know. even know if everybody knows the podcast is available in audio they love to just watch it on youtube but it's available in audio it's, and- it's
1: nice when you're when you're driving on the way to work you you know mm-hmm. 40 minutes on a commute you pop in a podcast it's nice and relaxing you listen to yeah. your buddy joe
2: hey guys this is search from chop sports and i want to talk to you about a new hobby of mine and that's real estate Ever since we brought on our resident realtor here at Chop Sports, that's all I can think about. So we got another one. You know who's really good at this stuff? Jay Devlin of CRG Homes. Jay is out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and business is booming. Whether you're looking to relocate, buy, rent, or literally purchase property and watch your stacks get higher, Jay is the guy to do this for you. He's already in the process of helping me out right now on a possible summer home. Call Jay right now, 843 843- 315 3 and have yourself a chat and learn about all the perks and tell them Chop Sports sent you. Health and Fitness Professionals is your one stop shop for all things sports medicine. They now have four locations in Woodbridge, Scotch Plains, South Plainfield, and Freehold, New Jersey. They're now offering physical therapy, occupational therapy, pain management chiropractic services acupuncture cryotherapy you name it they do it i can't say enough about their chiropractors on site i get adjusted literally three times a week to get my old 35 year old self feeling as best as possible contact them today check out their website www.hfrehab.com for more info
1: (laughs) next question
0: i just felt us get boring for a second i guess uh, that's the beauty of editing that's what's great about Howard Stern. He's so good at knowing when he's getting boring and he can like steer out of it. Like that's such a talent in podcasting. You're like, "How the fuck? I was just boring. How do I stop? How do I stop being boring?" Um, I, I
1: do that by editing.
0: You you just yeah, but we but this doesn't you're going to have to edit video. I know it's just such no, it's, I'm not. It's, the video it's, is it's a lot different. of work.
1: Yeah. But the video uh, is good when you premiere because you could you could say, "Oh, we're about to get boring." <laughs> you get what i'm saying you can could can call yeah, out yeah. your bullshit it's right true. before it happens like yo oh, this part was a little rough and you're speaking candidly they almost ex- enjoy that as well that's, that's call true your bullshit that's out. true do the do the b-rabbit in eight I, mile
0: That would be great if i could play this before i got boring all of a sudden you hear this get
1: him a body
0: bag
1: yeah
0: yeah you know, <laughs> you know it's about to suck
1: <laughs> cobra Kai. <guy.
0: laughs>
1: get him a body bag
0: um so 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 what else? So what else is, is So you asked
1: me about the, you asked me about how many owners there were. You asked me There's two, but re- now we have a, an investor, so he's a definitely got a stake.
0: Mm-hmm. And um And you thought about getting a studio in New York City, you said. I mean, how did, do you, how and, do you get bi- how do you get a, a, a you know, cuz podcasting it's hard cuz it's like sometimes it lives with big guests and other times it's just because um like barstool is like what they're the biggest that's a that's a sports podcasting network right
1: it it is in a sense but what you do is like all right technically we're a sports network but mm-hmm. we're not really talking sports right now no i there's know always we're not going to be there's always going to be a shred of sports in anything i do um Me too but you know caller daddy is a podcast on this barstool network and all all it is is girls talking about blowing dudes and getting you know cheating on their boyfriends mm-hmm. it's nothing to do with sports but people listen to it it's probably their most popular podcast right but to, are they so very guest
0: driven any other shows or they're just all different yeah, a, lot, of a lot of them shows?
1: are um
0: like my friend jim florentine's on there and i don't know how, the, how well dudes, he does i don't know what i don't know i'm like is that is that a great there's like job 30 to have pod,
1: there's 30 podcasts on um on barstool so some of them are guest-driven. some of them are portnoy just calling in his interns and ripping them to shreds it's mm-hmm. a lot you know he'll what he does that's smart is he he engages with the TikTok celebs. So if you're mm-hmm. a big TikTok person, you get get you're you're on Portnoy's podcast. So he'll have like 17 year old TikTok stars on, and you know how that goes. Everyone clicks on that shit. Right. So to be a guest driven podcast, I think it's unique. Everybody's always after that whale of a guest. The problem is the whale of a guest rarely is going to share your shit. So you get the guest, but Yeah, they don't retweet
0: um, it. They don't do anything.
1: Yeah, I'll give you an example. So what do you see for uh,
0: Pretender to Contender? Like, what would you, uh, if you had advice for me as a podcaster um, to really try to lock into?
1: My advice would be...
0: Speaking of which, I want to see if I can find this. And if I don't find it fast, we can edit it in. Some, like, um, I couldn't tell if he was a troll or he was being helpful because he wrote, like like, a... a really long synopsis of what I was doing wrong on my YouTube page. And I was like, and, and they always make some good points, these guys, but you know, and then they shit on you. It's like, do you hate
1: me or are you actually trying to help?
0: Yeah. And I wanted to read some of them to you and see what you thought. Um, well, then we could compare advice. Yeah. I want to see if I can find it fast though it was well, on. while
1: you look i'll give you the advice while you. all right look, yeah give so me the I'm advice there.
0: while i look because I, I gotta find this because it was on my youtube channel and i'm trying to remember whoa, whoa, whoa. shut up did that just come through
1: yeah all right you're gonna have to edit that out uh let's see if i can, if I can find this again. so advice for joe's podcast this one in particular i would say you know unless you're gonna have a unique story uh-huh. and about the guest that's not been told before, I would avoid the larger guest, as weird as that sounds, because it, like I said, nobody shares the, the shit. If they're a big guest and they feel like they're throwing you a bone, it probably diminishes their brand. And at least that's what their people might think. Whoever's running their social medias might might feel like, oh, I'm not gonna share this shit because outside of maybe a retweet. So it's not worth it in that sense. And I'll give you an example of what I just went through. We had Eric LeGrand on our podcast. You would think that's a, it is a great guest. I love Eric LeGrand. He's from my hometown. Um, you so, name it,
0: yeah, but he's but, not a national name. A lot of people don't no, know. No, but he
1: here's the thing. He, he this is. Week he, he, he was on Good Morning America. He was on TMZ News. So then he's on the Chop Sports podcast. It's cool. I right. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's when you type in Eric to change
0: the podcast for you. You're not going to be yeah, like huge, and he's after on. That.
1: Usually, when podcasters when when guests go on a podcast, they make their rounds. Their people are like, "Okay, we're going to promote this, so we're going to get you on right. a bunch of podcasts." Right? They saturate. They, it's oversaturated. So, you know, Jimmy's got Dom Lombardosi coming on the uh, recording today.
0: He Who, Dom who's on his who's own Dom podcast. Lombardo?
1: Dom Lombardozzi, He's a uh, Herc from The Wire. He's um he's just an actor. Oh, he's an actor from um yeah he's from Entourage. One of my favorite actors. He's a great guest. I would love to get him on any of my shows, mm-hmm. but more because like personal reasons. Like I'm a fan of his. I, think I don't I think know that he his. Is. Yeah, I don't think that his his episode will will blow the you know blow the roof off numbers wise. Because if you want to hear Dom talk, just go listen to Dom's podcast. It's going to be really for Jimmy's base listeners, and then he might gain a couple. But essentially when you're doing a podcast, it's like, speak to your audience. You want to grow it, but you want to be candid and you want to speak to your audience because Mm -hmm. what would you rate a successful podcast? A thousand listeners. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to, if you're trying to have a million listen to it, that's pretty unsuccessful. But if you have a hundred people that you're, that you're gearing towards and 80 listen, then you're getting engagement.
0: Right.
1: That to me is, is a successful podcast. It depends on what your goals are. You know, are you doing this for money? Obviously, long term, but you have to understand when you're doing a podcast, you have to do it almost out of passion and out of, you know, necessity, like you need to do one. If you are a comedian, you you have to have a podcast. Exactly. What I'm saying? So, true, true. So it's there like, was a need
0: like it's the same as that. Like what I said, that guy said, Manny, there's a need to talk to strangers. There's this need. Yeah. And it's this it's the same thing. If you don't have that need and then you're trying to be a podcaster. Like that's what was happening. I'm, I'm podcasting with someone who doesn't have that need. He has his 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 need is to get the Rocky story he, he out. Can't over be laissez and over faire. Again. Not, about not it, a podcast. Can't be
1: laissez faire. Can't no, it, doesn't without...
0: it doesn't work. Like I can even feel myself right now in the moment, listening to you, knowing that for some reason there's a need for me to like. Talk about that shit, (laughs) like, like it's like if a girl dumps you, like someone used to say. Have you ever broken up with a girl and had to go on stage or something, or she dumped you and you have to go on stage? I'm like, those are the best nights. Like, I know
1: (laughs) when you're raw. Yeah, I know um,
0: that it just happened and it's raw, and that um, I could, I can go there if I, and and that I probably should be going there. That's that's what's hard for me right now. I'm feeling like i should go there but then there's another side of myself that's a good guy and You told me the story that there's the guy prison. i've been shit on on other podcasts and I, I always go well i guess they're not good guys because they're not letting their the break come up they're more about their career than being a good guy yeah i've been destroyed on other people's podcasts i'm like they don't care about hurting my feelings it reminds
1: at all. me of a, of a story you told me the other day about i don't know who who the comedian was but a guy that went to prison and he did oh, 20 yeah. minutes of a bit and it was like eh. and then his last 10 minutes he talked about being in prison for 10 years and that was the the gold when you're yourself and you're candid about it and you have a real experience and you could share that it it's yeah I think brings it brings the audience in
0: yeah, people so don't gotta, understand that when they're like, "Why? Why do you have to do that?" I'm like, I don't know how not to fucking do that Bro, right did now. You watch the um, I'm very uncomfortable did, not not doing that. I'm just gonna
1: tell the everybody Chappelle, that's watching the Chappelle, the Chappelle um, stand up that he did over the pandemic where he was talking about his wife who's Asian and how he's, you know, he's real. He's talking about his life and his experiences, and he's like, right. "Well, how he identified as well? I'm Chinese now. That's it. You know." Mm-hmm. And he's speaking based off of experiences that he's had in his life where I don't know, man, (laughs) Dave Chappelle's a unique guy. So to use him as an example is a little extreme, but he's just a he's the extreme example of what I'm trying to say or what you're Mm -hmm. trying to say, where he he's completely raw, completely real. And it's like, if you don't like me, oh, fucking well. Right. But you see how successful that approach is. That, But, Clearly, but
0: also with the, what, what's happening in the last few years is this whole cancel culture thing and why it's really hard for comedians because and I've had conversations with my wife about this when we used to get in arguments when I was doing a lot more stand up than I do now earlier in our relationship. And I would say some shit that she didn't like and she'd be mad, mad at me about it. Um. So now you got this cancel culture thing coming up, where a comedian,
1: and you got some material that's old and probably some fuck not up even shit.
0: not even old. If you'd like, you could have like anything that's good for a comedian is coming from this really. Inside. And there's this
1: underlying there's this underlying um, thought publicly that you can't think that's funny or like conjure that thought without actually thinking that, and it's like that's right. also not true. You know, I could see things the way other people might see them it's otherwise like how could you use the words like sympathy empathy like you have to be able to put yourself in other people's position and that's kind of a quality that a good comic has is maybe not really thinking that way but having the ability to recognize that other people might does that make sense right where it's like you could make a racist joke because it's funny and not think that way about that person if that makes sense Like, you you could make a racist joke because you know it's funny, but you're not racist. And nowadays, if you make a racist joke, you can't possibly have thought of that joke unless you're deep down racist at your core. And that's the way things are. At least that's kind of one of the ways I perceive things now.
0: Well, what's really annoying now is not only I I don't have a problem that you can't tell a racist joke because I don't have any racist jokes, but... I have a problem that if a comedian got in trouble for telling a racist joke, I can't go anywhere. I not only can not even defend defend him, him I can't even be seen, but I can't even tell the story and say the joke that he said from the other side and say, this is what he said. And it got taken as racist. I'm not allowed to say it and repeat it. Like, even though I'm just telling you what he said, like that's, it, it means something. It's like when the meaning changes. Yeah, even it's Rogan's like when you went yes, with that. Yes, like when, when Joey Diaz mean, being his buddy.
1: Who was? Joey Diaz is crazy. He says the craziest shit. Yeah, I know Joey Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. So he's on Rogan's podcast all the time and he says some wild shit. Yeah. And Rogan was getting heat because now you know the whole spotify thing he's got people to answer to now mm-hmm. he was getting heat a little bit ago because he was laughing at some of the jokes that joey diaz made that were clearly fucking over the top but right that's his brand of comedy if you don't like that shit don't watch it and now is joe rogan supposed to stop being friends with somebody he's been friends with for 15 years publicly yeah that's you know, what they. that's how it what, goes
0: that's how they, they think you that you should not be friends with the person um but yeah, so where, where I do get the crossroads and it it it, it gets difficult. Um is there is the, I mean m- maybe because I I take medication now, because that's what comedians used to get mad that where this comedian that I upset that I was talking about at the beginning of the show, he said all these comedians like they, they don't like you and he made it made it sound like that I was on medication that they thought was a bad idea, right? And um I can tell that medication right now is holding me back from burning a bridge. Like I could tell like if that med wasn't in my fucking brain right now if you got un- I think and that I would be
2: probably I a funnier things, like, podcaster.
0: <laughs> I'd pr- first, you'd probably be laughing if I just ripped Mike a new asshole for like fucking 45 shit. But with
1: minutes. me it might be uncomfortable because I'm also a nice person so it mm-hmm. might be like you know like oh I feel I'd start feeling bad. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't have the same... I'm not coming from the same place, personally. I don't mm-hmm. know Mike. I don't have this, yeah, like... you wouldn't care. Rift yeah. going on. So I would be like, you know, I don't really know the guy. I don't, you mm-hmm. know, he might be... Not, I would feel uncomfortable after a while talking shit. Right. Um, well, it's like, also, it's how- what
0: people don't understand is... Mike is a really nice guy, right? But I'm a comedian, okay? Mm-hmm. So, as a comedian, I know... I. I can see the difference in my head. Here's the mean shit that'll be funny. And I'll just ignore that. I think he's a good guy and I, I hope the best for him and his wife. Like I, I don't you, you hate him saying, at all.
1: You you keep saying I um, can go I don't either way the bridge. Mm-hmm. I don't want to burn the bridge, but <laughs> I think that in a sense, the bridge is burned even yeah. though you might not have tried for it to be burned. But what you're, when you're saying that, I think that you're just for a lack of a better term because The the bridge is gone. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're just being a nice. You're just. You're just taking the high road.
0: I want to be mature. Like now that I'm a dad, I think how I'd want my son to behave. Where I tell him to walk away, you know. And I, and I know, I know. I mean, when I started writing these one man shows, and I just had lots of pages about real stuff that happened in my life, and I start to look at it on a whole, and I go, look how many times you got really mad and fucked up a ton of shit for yourself you don't have any positives in your career for when you no, yeah. lost your shit and so these comedians well, these comedians and my life
1: ever reacted angrily and gotten something good no
0: i either ever. got my ass kicked cuz i went back in a an establishment cuz somebody made me mad and i got mature and then i I got mad and I walked back in and then got the living shit beat out of me by six guys. You know, I've had that happen (laughs) once in my life. Um, Yeah. And burning major bridges at great comedy clubs, just blurting out shit. I just blurted all my whole life. I would just blurt out honesty. And I thought that's what a comedian was.
1: Everybody that goes through some type of change, at least in my experience, goes through some type of change mentally where it's like you were an angry guy and then you were fixed you fixed joe mm-hmm. right at what point do you develop the awareness in the moment to know that it's happening like is there a thing that you did where it's like okay you know deep breath or is it just something that you just it happened slowly over time and you started realizing upon reflecting but like well, the is I think question I think that the
0: antidepressant that I take, which is Celexa, uh it literally makes the fuse really long. So it's like a so. And, and so it, by the time you by the time, you time, time it goes, you're like you trust it. Yeah, you trust that. No, like before there was the fuse was like a second, and then I was just yelling at someone, and then I was feeling bad about what I did afterwards because the nice oh, guy was that. always inside. I have me.
1: that too. I have that as well. Yeah and then immediate buyer's remorse I'm yeah mean. I,
0: I was like you know and i grew up in a family like that my dad and my brother are, are similar we're really nice guys but like my dad's the only one out of the two of us that doesn't take meds my brother takes antidepressants too because he used to lose his shit also and i i would i would witness it and be like i would be horrified at his behavior i
1: get i get i talk myself out of situations when i'm angry like I'll ask myself a series of questions, and based on the answer of the one question is how the next question goes. I'll say, okay, this is really pissing me off. Is there anything that I could do My right dog now to just change? just walked into the background. Yeah. <laughs> is, is there anything <laughs> I could hilarious. do right now?
0: He's gonna Great. sit there.
1: Hey, cutie. What's the dog's name? Ozzy. Ozzy.
0: As in Smith, not Osborne. All right. Well. Big shortstop fan.
1: So where, where was I talk? What was I saying before ozzy came in and fucked oh, up? My flow? That you
0: have a uh, you can oh, have yeah, a short yeah. fuse sometimes and a so long. So I fuse? I could
1: have a short fuse. I wouldn't say a short fuse. I'm very level headed. Um, but I it took a while to get to this point, and I just asked myself certain things. I'll just say like, all right, this is really pissing me off. Is there anything that I could do physically, personally, mentally right now to change this situation? Right, if mm-hmm. it's nothing I could do, right. Mm-hmm. or if there's something i could do do it i'm like make take action on it so it's like okay my father's pissing me off right now what could i do i could get up and walk away and i walk away right if there's nothing i could do i accept it and move on and i just don't let it bother me because what no matter what i do it's not going to change that person the way he's behaving or anything
2: yeah. i
1: accept it and i just don't let it bother me it's it's hard and it does it, at yeah. when
0: you start to get older you start to realize also like if I went on a podcast and ripped everybody a new asshole and just said these brutally honest things, is it really going to make that much of a difference? It's probably not. No, I mean, no. You uh, got to have
1: and and you got to have a shtick that you're willing to, to stick with. That's that, something. Yeah, that's not my shtick because it's like you got to be who
0: you are. And if you really you have to be,
1: you have to not get really not give a fuck like a Bill Burr what were they thinking getting him to go on stage at the what was it the grammys i didn't see what he did at the grammys i know no. what happened i'll explain it in brief basically he went up to announce a winner of an mm-hmm. event of a, a category and they gave him best female uh latin vocalist and he was like <laughs> uh natalie uh, i don't even know how fuck to fucking pronounce your name and he was like what were you thinking having me come up here he actually said it and you know obviously he got backlash but that's par for the course for him that's what that's his thing if you if you develop that and like you're not able to constantly Mm -hmm. take the the other side because there is going to be people that hate you Mm -hmm. that's probably
0: that's half the reason why i think i'm not completely a contender as a stand-up comedian right now is that there were two things going on it was like a bipolar personality you know whereas I used to say if you're like when you go a, a great example is this comedian Anthony Jeselnik every joke is offensive that's that's all he does he goes for it right so you just get adjusted to it if you go to see him and he he knows what he does so if you're a comedian that's really like a nice guy and then all of a sudden there's this really edgy joke in the middle of your set it can stand it's out get the
1: wrong it's and it's going to give the wrong reaction if it's yeah. not who you're accepting. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to alienate yourself in that yeah. sense because and, you and don't I, know some of your fans might already feel a certain type of way, and you could literally cut your fan base in half with one sentence.
0: Yeah, and I, I especially think especially now, I think because I was like, I had some of those kind of edgier jokes, and then I had other ones that were just like just, showed my you nicer the guy. Line. You
1: told yeah. the line, so you were constantly. Playing tug of war with your fans. Yeah, in my first
0: like- in my first comedy special, there was a bit where my wife, she couldn't even watch me do it. She hated it. And I, and I used to say, well, I like guys like Sam Kennison, Bill Burr. I like guys like that. So I like these, even though she was probably right. Because even though you like that kind of comedy, doesn't that mean doesn't mean you. you are that kind of guy. Because the whole bit was about hitting women. And it was like 10 years ago and it was about some guy that was getting fucked with on the subway and there was a viral video where this girl was smacking him in the head in the, the, the
1: hand of god video you're talking about and the dude just
0: he slapped her did yeah and it he was knocked, the new york new york was, subway he was she knocked like the a phone out of jacket. his hand yeah i know I the video so. yeah yeah and i had a Plastic. whole bit about it and i said i said hell yes when i watched him do it because i was like guys shouldn't hit women but one bitch a year should be allowed right so it was this whole long, and it, it got applause every time I did it, you know, back then. It would probably never work now. Never work now. But um, my even wife, though just, that lady she was, was like, that's like, not you, not- like, doing those kind of jokes. Like, why are you even trying to, to
1: go there? Because, you know, I'm like. Now, there's another side of it, too, where, you know, she, she has a career as well. Mm-hmm. And do you think there's any, I'm sure that you know, not whether you think or not, but. Did you ever hear any of that shit? You get something from your wife saying, like, you can't say that because I got, you know, these friends or. or oh, she oh yeah, let yeah, you go. Yeah.
0: she would go to, on podcast. Yeah, she'd say, oh, she could, what if my friends listen to the podcast? I'm like, they're not. She's like, sometimes they do because she would have some people at her job that would listen to my old podcast. We had some classic moments. We had some classic episodes. One time I brought her back on. And I and I edited it together in the same episode. I had like Jim Gaffigan as a guest and him and I talking all about our, you know, our wives and stuff. And then I was telling a story and she goes, you didn't you said it backwards. You didn't you made me look bad. And I go, well, let's record me talking to you and you tell me the way it really happened. (laughs) And then I cut it together into the episode. So it was pretty classic. That's great. But but yes, um, she doesn't really dabble into my comedy career anymore and like do podcasts or anything? she doesn't I don't know if how your girlfriend is with my a
1: little oh, no, not my, my girlfriend if I anymore. if I post on if I post on social media before I even hit send I'm getting a like if if um you know she was listening to the podcast that we did the other day this morning like right before we were recording mm-hmm. so she's all on it so everything that I say on air gets heard by my girlfriend I worry more about like her parents hearing it or shit like that because you know then I could. Then I have like I don't. I know she knows me well. I'm not. I right. really hold back with who I am to her. My, my but, wife's
0: mom's easier going than um, than my wife. So like I. But I don't oh, have yeah. family listening to my um uh, my my dad and my brother listen to my podcast, but no one on my wife's side of the family. They're too busy. <laughs> they don't have time. Yeah. They don't have commutes. They all work close. I always
1: I always like someone will come in the house and I'll be like, let me see your phone. And I'll be like, you subscribe to the podcast. And they're all I could always tell right away because all my family, you know, they knew, especially starting out for me, it was a new thing. So mm-hmm. my mother sending it to everybody. I'm getting all these messages and I'm getting all these congratulatory things. How do I listen? How do I listen? I'll be like, and they come over, I'll be like, Let me see your phone. Oh, you're a subscriber? No, you're not, you fucking liar. <sighs> I'm in a I'm at a point where I want everyone to listen because I'm trying to, you know, gain some traction. But right. you gotta be careful what you wish for in that regard talk a
0: lot yeah, of shit that's, that's true you, you don't you, like i said like you don't want your girlfriend or wife in the audience sometimes and this and the same with yeah you don't want them to listen but um to uh as i uh let's see i know what I, you're doing already you know what i'm doing right i think
1: so it's
0: not playing though this thing Maybe doesn't work sometimes no raise the volume it's up it just doesn't like it's weird like
2: you're wrong, Frenzo! Like,
0: like, that'll now it'll work. You hit one, <laughs> and then it'll work. One, so, that's it. So I wanted to um, keep us tight, and that's the best way to do it. But I was about to say, uh, before we get to uh, the takeaway episode of... The takeaway moment from uh, episode 12, Pretender to Contender, um, that I think also that it's part of becoming a contender which this whole episode was kind of about, which is um, being an adult, you know, and not, not, you know, sometimes you got to not go for downloads or listens or, or that clicks and and clicks. Like you have to be uh, always
1: do it for the click.
0: Yeah. That, you know, fuck that. You know what I mean? Uh, it's about more than that. And I think, you gotta you be yourself, and it took me many years to realize that that angry thing that would pop up, that really wasn't me. That was some dysfunction. That was like something. was something wrong with me. That that wasn't that wasn't really who I am. And my dad's the same way. Like I don't I don't see him snap anymore. I used to see it when we were younger, <laughs> but I, he's always in a good mood. He's like me. Like my wife always says, you should do a comedy special. <laughs> In the morning, because you're hilarious when you first wake up. I don't even know why. As soon as 7 I 7 pop out of bed, recording I'm
1: funny. Last week, you were great. Was you I recorded it? Oh, yeah, it was 7 forty you're Like I, seven forty five in the morning. I was like, "Damn, dude." 53 even, 7 but even earlier happens.
0: than that, like when I'm like groggy and I first wake up, I guess because you don't have time to think. You just say my wife's like you're hilarious when you first wake up and i remember her saying that was one of the things she loved about me when we first like were dating that i uh i was a morning person that i was like i was like in a happy mood as soon as i woke up
1: and and
0: that is that's rare yeah i'm not that miserable guy you know
1: like i need to get there then man because i wake up anxious i wake up but i'm i'm not that happy in the morning i'm just like all right what do i gotta do i gotta (laughs) do something
0: well, if there's an abundance of anxiety sometimes uh this volume is really hard to get right if there's an abundance of anxiety maybe you have something wrong with your brain that you need something i'm not going to be no, i don't want to be the uh, guy anymore i want to burn a friendship and tell you to go on meds fixing but, uh,
1: chris no i don't take things like that as yeah. uh
0: if but if there's other things other things you can do to try to make that anxiety go away you got to spend a lot of time working on it and whatever whatever it My- is
1: my main thing is taking action when I have anxiety usually the only thing that fixes it is to just do something just get up and do it just get
0: up but, but you mean you're anxious about a a project or you're just anxious for no reason
1: um I go through bouts of it where it's like it for no reason for like two weeks but it's usually onset by something where it would be like a conversation that I need to have That'll make me anxious about one thing. And then once that's done and I'm able to compartmentalize it for some reason, the anxiety stays where it's like the thing that made me crazy you is got gone 30 seconds. <laughs> it's all I need. I don't, it's making me anxious to talk about my anxiety in public. So oh, we're good. really, okay. no, not really. I mean, I'm pretty good with this kind of thing
0: all performers have that anxiety thing i've noticed so i mean you're not a stand-up comedian but you are a guy who's getting on a mic that's just um that's part of it for some reason we yeah. all have that anxiety thing it is but it is
1: getting less and less with each each venture i, I don't, don't want to go that. past
0: an uh, a minute over the hour we're at 59 59 boom we just hit an hour uh i took a lot away from this um i hope uh mike if you watched i hope you're not mad at me uh i love you or me i don't uh, i feel like they're. i don't want any
1: animosity either from someone i don't know no just in the position, no you know, and I wasn't, we wish I wasn't you well anybody
0: and if anybody out there ever is in the philly area and you know you're going to be in the philly area you should totally take his tour because i took it once and he's it's fucking phenomenal the guy's like a savant for rocky and he knows so much about it He's doing what it's calling is, and I, and I, and I wish him the best. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. All right, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. And uh, you know, we gotta we gotta switch songs. I don't think it'll switch songs either.
1: I'm proud of you, buddy. Look at you, you gr- growth on the podcast today. Growth. I can't get the growth. fucking last song to play.
0: So everybody, thanks for listening. to Episode twelve. Okay, and I'd um, love it if you would uh, join my Patreon now that I have two podcasts on my Patreon weekly. Tuesday nights, you got uh, Pretender to Contender and Thursday night, Let's Be Friends. Patreon.com forward slash Pretender to Contender. Support us. It's really appreciated, and uh, that's it. See you later. Have a good Fun times.
1: Fun times. Peace.